Hello and welcome to the Victory Bell, the podcast. I am your host, Paul Oren, the founder and editor of the Victory Bell, a website slash newsletter dedicated to Valparaiso University Athletics. You can sign up at thevictorybell.com, $5 a month, $49.99 for the entire year, gets you all the content that you need. You can find me on Twitter at TVBOren, and of course you can find this podcast First of all, wherever you found it, and probably a bunch of other places as well, including Apple Pods, Google Pods, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, we're all over the place. A uh, big episode today. Uh, going to have a lot of fun with this one, I think, depending on your perspective on it. I think this is going to work. So I've got Trevor Anderson on the podcast today to break down the last couple minutes of regulation and then some select plays in overtime and double overtime from Saturday's men's basketball loss to Drake, right? 85-82 loss at the arc. Trevor and I got on a Zoom call with each other, and uh, I fired up the ESPN Plus app, and we watched the replay of the game. And I had thought about trying to just upload that Zoom video to the Victory Bell, but given that we watched ESPN, you know, the, the replay of the ESPN game, I think there's probably some licensing stuff there. So I can't, I don't think I can share that video behind, you know, the paywall, all of that stuff. So we're throwing this up on on the Victory Bell, the podcast, for you to be able to, to listen along to it. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's uh, it's Trevor. Trevor was at the game, and so Trevor and I are going back through some of the plays that are out there, and you can follow along. I kind of give some cues here and there as to how much time's left in the game when we're watching uh, we start with about two and a half minutes left in regulation, and we watch through that. We pause it at different times to break down different plays. I ask for Trevor's kind of expertise on different plays that are out there, some of the play calls that were made. What did he like? For, if you don't remember, Trevor you know, played at Green Bay, then he played at Wisconsin, then he spent his final year at Valpo. Uh, you know, He's a smart guy. He's the, the son of a coach. He knows what's going on out on the floor, and he's played in Matt Lottick's system. And he's played with a lot of the guys that are on Valpo's team. So he had just some really good insight as to all the different stuff that was going on in that game. He was in the arena, and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy that. So that's coming up in a little bit. Speaking of being in the arena, if you were there on Saturday night, that's what it, that's what it used to be like. That's what's been missing. There was a band, and they're getting better. And there was a student section that was outstanding. Was it the student sections of old? No, it wasn't. But it was by far the best crowd and the best energy in a post-COVID world that we're in right now, right? Um, now, there were moments, and I lament on this with Trevor, like, I, you know, minute and a half left, minute left, like the entire arena should have been on their feet pulling out for Valpo here in this situation. So there's there's work to be done, but... Saturday was an indication that the arc can still be kind of a home court advantage a little bit. Like that wasn't Evansville on the other side of the court. That wasn't Illinois State on the other side of the court. That wasn't UIC on the other side of the court. That was Drake. That was a veteran team playing in front of some family members for some of those guys. And Valpo was in it. Valpo was the better team for most of the night. Um, I, that game and the Missouri State game, the one that they had before, up seven on the road with 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 up five with seventy seconds left, and again both of these games missed opportunities, blown down the stretch. 
a lot of it coming at the expense of Ben Cricky with some foul calls, just a tough call on him at Missouri State. Three calls. Two of them were, were good calls. It was just bad spot, bad timing. Uh, the fifth foul on Ben Cricky was an abysmal call, and you'll hear Trevor talk about that in a little bit. But a great atmosphere. It was a hell of a way to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the Victory Bell. We had cake in the media room after the game. Thank you to everyone who supported the site over the last year. And uh, if if that game is an indication of what the next year is to be, we're, we're ahead for some good times. Some other good content on the site. We did a big breakdown on the Valpo football recruiting class. The last episode of this podcast had uh, Nick Scoville, Tom Byrne on to talk about the podcast, uh, but talk about the uh, the recruiting class, which is great. And then did a lot of uh, looking at the recruiting class in an article that I had up there. So that was also kind of a good article that has been up on the victorybelt.com. Again, go to the site, subscribe. You can get all that stuff sent to you. A um, couple other things out there too. Uh, just again, rough night of basketball the other night, Wednesday. Women lost to UIC. They lost again over the weekend. They are uh, hitting a tough stretch in their schedule. They've got uh, a couple games at home coming up this weekend on Friday and Sunday. Should be good to see them back out at the arc. And then uh, last week, I did an article on Ben Cricky called Stay, Go, or Pro, examining the options that Ben Cricky has here in his future. Does he only have a couple games left at the arc, right? Or does he have an entire season left? Is he going to go pro? Is he going to stay? What's uh, what's the future look like for Ben Cricky? I'm not sure if he's going to do an Aaron Rodgers uh, four nights in a dark room thing that uh, apparently Rodgers has uh, said on the Pat McAfee show that he was going to do. But we'll see if, uh, if, if again, we've only got three home games left to watch Ben Cricky. Um, next one coming up on Saturday night against Illinois State. And then Tuesday against Southern Illinois, the final home game of the year, uh, Wednesday, February 22nd against Bradley. Valpo is down to six games left here. Is that is that right? Are we six games left in the regular season? And then all eyes lead to March, St. Louis. Looking forward to it. So we'll have more in the coming days here. I'm going to head to Terre Haute tomorrow, men's basketball at Indiana State. Looking forward to that. Indiana State just beat Murray State by 40-some-odd points at home. They hit 19 three-pointers. We'll see if that happens again. But as for now, I want to turn back the clock a little bit to Saturday night. Valpo against Drake. Trevor Anderson is going to have just some great insight here. I really enjoyed doing this. I know that it might be difficult to kind of follow along without being able to see the video of the games. But again, some licensing stuff there is kind of why that is what it is. Um... Really enjoyed doing this, and if it if I get good feedback, if you like this, leave a comment on on the victorybell.com under the you know you can leave comments there on this post and uh, let me know what you think. I, I I kind of really enjoyed this and hope that we can do some of this stuff in the future. This was a blast. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Take care. Thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. Catch you later on this week. Thrilled to be joined now by former Valparaiso basketball player, Trevor Anderson. Trevor, you were in the arc the other night. First of all, what was that experience like to come back to a college basketball game as a fan, not as an active player? What was that like? Um, I love it. I've been going probably, my girlfriend's probably getting mad at me. I'm going to way too many games. Um, But when you've been kind of 
a player for so long, like myself, dating all the way back to freshman year of high school. And then you kind of go on your way through six years of college. Um, it's just, it, it's cool to see it from the other side, just getting to analyze the game from just a different point of view. I just really, I really like that. Um, I, I like that part of getting, get, just getting to see everything from almost like a fan coach uh, perspective instead of being in it um, like I was for the last 10 years. Obviously, I miss playing. Um, I have a, I'm in a Sunday, Sunday rec league with a couple buddies from Milwaukee. Uh, so I still stay active once a week, but that's about all my, all my body can handle uh, right now. So, but I know it's been the transition. I thought I'd miss it a little more, but I've really found joy in just being a spectator and just absorbing the game from a fan perspective now here as I transition outside of athletics. Speaking of Milwaukee uh, and one of your former schools, Green Bay, Green Bay with a big win the other night at Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. How about that? That's Freddie great. Owens. Freddie yeah, Owens. a Milwaukee Freddie. native who played at Wisconsin and then is now the interim coach at Green Bay after they got rid of their coach. Uh, very fascinating situation there. But Milwaukee was first place in the Horizon League and Green Bay, I think, was 2-22 and and comes in and to the uh, to the UWM Panthers Arena and wins. That uh, That was fun. Can you enjoy watching basketball? I always say this, like swimmers, like competitive swimmers. I don't know if they can just enjoy going to the beach and like lounging around. Like, could, can you, you know, uh, you know, and like, you know, my dad loves reading the newspaper. When I read the newspaper, I'm critiquing stories, placement, all of that. Like, were you able to, and, I, and we're going to go through some of the stuff in the Drake game from the other night. Were you able to sit back and just enjoy a five-on-five five competitive basketball game or knowing that you played in Lottox offense, knowing you played on this floor, like, it, was it a different kind of experience? Oh, uh, yeah. I try not to – I try not to barge in or um, the friends that I hang out with on the team afterwards. I tell them a little bit of what I see and what I think, but I, I try not to barge in and – um implement my ideas with what's going on. Um, Cause I know how that feels. I know how the stress of college athletics, um, the pressure of the fans always wanting you to win every game. Um, so I kind of know what they're going through. Um, I know, obviously, what are they 10 and 15? I'm sure there no one in that locker room that sits right with it's a competitive group. Um, it's a great group of guys. Um, so I, I try not to add to that stress level uh, that they're feeling. Um, I just try to be almost like a, a brother, uncle or family friend that comes um, and just support the best I can, because I know I know those guys um, really enjoy that seeing seeing me in the crowd. And um, it puts a smile on my face seeing those guys uh, do what they love, too. So that's kind of how I um handle those situations I just I'm just there almost like a dad just smiling seeing my seeing my guys just play and do what they love and that, that's what I try to keep it about that being said I'm wondering if I can pick your brain a little bit on some of the closing moments of this of this game on Saturday night Thank right you. and Thank so you. uh the way that Trevor and I are doing this here is we're obviously fans who are listening are hearing the audio of this. We're on Zoom right now, and I've got the ESPN broadcast of the game pulled up. So um, to that end, we're going to uh, we're going to watch some of this here. There's two thirty five left to go in the uh, the second half. And it might be a little choppy on your end. Um, 
I said at this point, Trevor, if Valpo scores one more time, they win the game, right? Like, is it is that? Uh, and here we've just got got Quentin Green just run runs over Roman Penn, but they call it on Roman Penn. Um, it felt like a big momentum play right there. That was a fourth foul on Roman Penn, and uh, is even with two thirty five left, is it still like, hey, if Valpo scores one more time, they can they can ice this thing here? It was uh, neither team had scored for a while, so I think. I think I think teams um, in those high pressure situations when it gets down to two minutes was was that an OT? No, this is still in regulation right here. Regulation. regulation. So you, yeah, it's a three point game against Drake, uh, number one two uh, team in the conference at home. Um, my thought process is is like uh, you just got to go for the kill there. Um, you got to execute. Everybody's got to be locked in and. Um, obviously you want to take clock off, but I think a lot of times, a lot of teams love to take too much clock off. They take it, but they're not doing anything within their offense. They're just kind of pounding it up, maybe do a couple false actions. And then you get it back in the ball handler's hands into like a high ball screen or whatever your action is at the end of the shot clock. And I think some of that, sometimes that's not useful um, because you go through that false motion, whatever false um, pin down or whatever, whatever you got running going on just to chew clock. Well, Drake, on the other hand, obviously knows that. So they're, they're able to load then once that, once you get it back to that ball handler and then, you know, a, a high ball screen's coming or whatever the action is. And then everything's loaded already. And anyone that knows anything about college basketball scoring on a loaded defense um, especially a team like Drake, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough shot. You're relying on a tough shot. So my philosophy is probably a little different than a lot of coaches, but I think we got to run our offense um, and not take the foot off the gas there and just get the best look available. All right, obviously, let's obviously you want to be smart, but you, you got to get the best look available. All right, so Quinton just ran over Roman Penn. They called a fourth foul on Roman Penn now. Quinn's Rome. got to stay put there too a little bit. He's got to stay put. He came a yeah. little early and that threw off the timing a little. I know it was a foul on Roman Penn, but. So we reset to 20 now. They get the ball to Kobe at the top of the key. And Kobe and, and Ben are going to play kind of a two-man thing here. He gets the ball over the Kobe. And now the shot clock's down to 10 already. And Kobe with a little bit of a pull-up there. Rimmed in and out. Um, you know, confident with Kobe, obviously taking a shot right there. Obviously want the ball in the hands of one of those two guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to Ben or Kobe there in that situation. Or um, if you can rewind it a little bit when Ben had that, when Ben kind of, yep. So he gets, Ben gets this look here and then can you, you can freeze it after. Yeah. This once is uh, there's ben, 22 once, left here. Darius gets it over to Kobe. Once Ben touches it. Okay. Pause it. Yeah. Okay. So now, Obviously, this middle guy who's guarding Darius is going to be loaded because Ben's obviously one of the best players in the conference, and he likes to go left, right? So they're kind of shading him to the left with the help where Darius's guy is. Now we got Max sitting in this corner. I think you – what did he have, 18? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he knocked well, down I, six three-pointers, and he's kind of open over there right now, right, right? Right, And I'm not saying that you have to throw it to him right there, that right, right then and there, but as Kobe comes off this – handoff and then they're loaded we got to have some action here to to free up max and i'm living with max taking that shot after he scored 18 um 
he had the, I think he had what five six threes yeah and even now he's kind yeah. of shades over toward the yeah, top you see of how there's too much standing and then that look at that plug guy Darius's guy he's just in there and there's nothing to do and then you're just settling with a 10-foot jumper all right, so now, of course, we're buffering at the moment. So this is going to take a, take a second oh, here. Yeah, we need your Wi-Fi. Oh, All right, so now here comes Drake. Drake's moving down. It's again, under two minutes. Valpo's up by three, and they're running a bunch of stuff, and DeVries takes a deep shot and just misses it badly. And again, Valpo kept getting stops. The momentum is building even more. And now Valpo's got 100 seconds left, up three. Crowd is crazy. Again, it felt like, Trevor, if they score one more time, they've got it. And, and again, Kobe's going to always called for a travel. Yep. We, you saw that, right? Yeah. But also to your point, Coach must've been feeling what I was feeling. And then he ran max off that pin down and you had him. You just got to trust your guys. Look at what, watch again, going to here. the minute 30 left max pins around, comes around wide open there, wide open. And Kobe Kobe, has got to push to that corner too. Darius has got to push to that corner because, um, as you can see, that guy's just selling all, all out on Kobe. So a if Darius of, moves over to the corner, he can get the ball. He could drive right to the basket, get fouled, and maybe have a shot at the at the rim there, right? Yeah, or I can I see Quentin kind of coming out to that corner too. Maybe that's his job to kind of um, stay, stay put in that slot area. I'm not sure what the play design is, but as you can see, that's pretty easy to guard with that plug guy um it's just it, again here, here in this situation right you've got basically two guys on ben two guys on kobe drake knows where valvo's bread and butter is right maximus is wide open but but kobe's back is to him there's no way that he's going to be able to get that the ball to him you know and again you pass it to darius they end up calling kobe for a travel here he he spins in and i don't know maybe was he anticipating contact in that situation there a little bit yeah, um not- I think it was kind of a weak call, but there was yeah, I mean, yeah, I exactly. can say that. I can say that there was a lot of weak calls. Seems to always go against Valpo. I don't know. It must there hurt. Were the a lot of weak Valley. calls in the game. A lot of it must hurt the Missouri Valley brand to give Valpo any sort of advantage. So hey, you you can say it. You can say it. Uh, yeah, I man. asked. I mean? asked Ben. Like, is that a travel? I don't know. Doesn't look like one. It didn't look like a travel. Okay, so there's a minute twenty five left here. Again, Valpo's gotten a few stops. How come the crowd's not standing too? Get off. Right. Get off. That's what I'm saying. Another yeah. drive to the basket by Penn and Darius with the rebound here. Uh, I, I want to. Oh, there it is. Is that a foul right there? Did you see that? If we're at Drake or at Loyola, what I witnessed last year sitting on the bench with my back injury, I know what they're calling. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. So Darius gets the rebound here. Sturtz goes in for it. And then Darius takes one dribble into Penn, and Penn knocks him down. That should be the fifth foul on Roman Penn. Now, it's 94 feet from the basket and would have been a really rough call. Mm -hmm. But knowing what's to come for Ben in this game with some of these calls, I don't know how you don't make that foul call on Roman Penn. Right. Hey, still up three with a minute eight. Our ball, 28 seconds on the shot clock. Got to forget about it and – Go make a play now. What are these huddles like right here? You know, the crowd's going crazy. There's a minute eight left. Is, is, is it just, you know, you just picking your best play here? What's that like in there? Yeah, I, uh, I would assume Coach Lodick was probably picking his best play for either Ben or Kobe. Um, and 
Yeah, just you, you got to get everybody organized. That's the biggest thing about these huddles late game. You got to make sure everybody knows what's going on because um, you could repeat one thing one time, but your your fifth guy, fourth guy didn't understand it, didn't didn't get it, and then you're not running the right play or one guy's out of position, and that's, that's the difference between winning and losing um, is just being disciplined enough to execute down the stretch here. So Valpo's got an inbound here. There's 28 seconds left in the shot clock. They get it into Quentin Green. And, he, and again, I want to make this point. Darius is the point guard on the floor right now and has been the point guard on the floor for a long time in this game. Uh, that's going to come into play here in a little bit. So they get it over, and there's a lot of standing around here, Trevor. Like, Well, that's kind of what I was talking about referring to, right? You can pause it, too. If you yeah, want. we're going to pause right here. There's now seven seconds left on the shot clock. And Darius has made his first pass to Kobe here, right toward the uh, the free throw line. Um, you don't give yourself a lot of margin for error when you run your action with seven seconds left to go, right? Right. right. Um, and and it, it's so hard because you want to run that shot clock down as low as possible, um, as you can tell um, with the rest of this game. Um, but I personally, I just don't like the whole standing there um just waiting 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 and then one like I said you, you go against a loaded defense and everybody knows I'm sure Roman Penn's going to be plugging hard in this gap a couple other guys are going to be plugging hard in the gaps and that just makes it so much harder for Kobe to get get loose get free for any sort of good look especially against a really really good team um in Drake so we're we're football fans and and obviously both from Wisconsin I know you're more of a Dallas fan but one of the criticisms of Aaron Rodgers over the years has been he loves to to hike the ball with 0.1 on the play clock which gives these linebackers these defensive ends just they know when they can jump off right so watching this play unfold here Kobe gets it (laughs) Ben's gonna curl up he get Kobe gets the ball knocked away Kobe or Ben's got it and he's got to take an off-balance three with two on the right. shot, right? I, I imagine the idea with Kobe here with the back him down all the way and have him do his little pull-away jumper that he does, and hopefully a defender comes out and fouls him and he goes to the line. Um, the ball right. got poked away, ends up in Ben's hand, but because they waited for so long, there's no margin for error. He's got to take an off-balance shot here, and now Quentin Green has got four defenders he's got to go for to get the rebound, and, and Drake's the best one of the best rebounding teams in the conference. Right. And as you could see there, before I even saw the video, I knew Roman Penn was going to come hard. And that's exactly what he did. Kick out to Ben. Bad look at the end of the shot clock. Um, That's where having a maybe Connor, but then you don't really have a point guard in it in during the game. Um, But having a shooter there, no knock to Darius. Darius game is a little different, um, but most teams are going to scouting report that. And as you saw, Roman Penn's going to heavy, heavy, just get off his guy um, and live with that. Um, But maybe maybe Kobe kicks it back out to Darius and Darius has a 10 toes, um, one, two, right to to the rim. Um, But But again, the ball got knocked loose. So so now Valpo's got to play defense here, right? There's 38 seconds left. No timeouts for Drake. No, excuse me. They got some timeouts here. and so now, obviously, they're going to look for their for their best look at just DeVries. And here's the three-point shot. And Ben goes out. Ben leaves his feet and hits DeVries' hand, is called for the foul. 
does Ben just have to know not to leave his feet in that situation? Is that, I mean, I, you don't want to tell Ben not to play hard, right? Like what, what's, does, what's do they the have answer? another replay? Do they have another replay of this? I think, yeah, I think they're going to show it here. Or do they not show it on the feed because they don't, yeah. Let me see this. Does he touch him? He does touch his hand. I think it's, a, I think touch? it's the right call. Okay. All right. Here we go. So DeVries is going to get the ball here. Ben's going to come flying at him. Yeah. He makes contact with his hand after the ball is released. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, I mean, it's the preseason player of the year. Right, right. Dad's sitting five feet from him. I get it. Um, weak, but yeah, Ben, Ben, you just got to be smart there. Just got to try not. You know he's going to kick it. You got to be smart there. You know he's going to kick his legs out. He's going to do everything he can to make it look like a foul. Um yeah, I don't I don't know. Now this is Ben's third foul of the game. Let's be clear. He's played 39 minutes and 30 seconds and he's got two fouls. This is his third of the game. DeVries has knocked down uh the two free throws. About to take his third here on the replay that we're watching. If fans want to, you know, can watch along at home on their ESPN Plus here. Not a pitch, but uh so now Valpo is this do you want a timeout here? If you're a player, do you want a timeout or do you uh, do you just want to get it and go? Um, <clears throat> it would be depending on my team, I guess. If I trust my guys and I know that they're going to be able to get the call from the sideline, because I don't like calling a timeout because then what do they get to do? They get to huddle up. They get to talk about what Velpo does late game situation. Um, so I'm not, I'm not a big proponent of, um, timeouts late, unless there's a reason for it, or I got something that popped in my brain that I really want to run that we haven't totally practiced enough. Um, but I, I, I'm a big fan of, um, going without a timeout because then <clears throat> Drake doesn't go to the sideline. DeVries doesn't get to set his defense. Um, so I, I I'm totally cool with just playing if, it out. If you're a player and your coach doesn't call a timeout, does that, does, does that solidify the bond between the player and coach a little bit? Or is that, you know, this idea yeah. of, like, oh, I trust my guys to go make a play? That's the ultimate trust. Um, that's that's the ultimate trust. All right, let's take a look and see what Valpo does here. This is, a, this is like a horror film playing out for Valpo. So they get it inbounded to Kobe. And again, Darius is still in the game at the point guard spot. All right, so now Kobe's got it. 13 seconds left. He's going to get it to Ben. Ben's got, he's going to drive to the basket. Roman Penn slides over, call an offensive foul. Day late and a dollar short. As you saw again, Quentin was wide open. Um, day late and a dollar short. Those last three possessions, you had open guys. Um, I know, I know fans on Twitter, whatever, are going to talk about the play calling down the stretch because that's the easiest thing to do. But as you saw, um, if you log into your ESPN plus and rewatch these last four, three, four possessions, there's guys open, um, just got to make the right basketball play. And, um, it's unfortunate. So Roman Penn's slide over to take that charge. I mean, he is 27 years old or whatever he is. He's been around forever. Is that just a good heady play by a veteran? Was that a charge? Can you call that? with a tie game with under 10 seconds left of uh, one of the top Valley players on his home court. Right. That, that was definitely a charge. I think if his heels, if he'll, if, if, if his heels weren't on the um, circle, 
full speed, I think I would have been calling that too as a ref. Let me here, see it again. Replay here. Ben goes in. Great play by Roman Penn. Yeah. I mean, you got you if you, you don't call that, then that's the like that's what we're kind of talking about. That's um that's definitely a charge. So, but again, I, I, I love the play call as to your point, right? Yeah. Here's Ben with an opportunity to go down the center of the lane. And if it's there, he's going to score or get fouled or kicks it out to a wide open Quentin green, you know? Yeah. And, and so it, excellent, excellent play call there. <clears throat> All right. So we're going to move forward a little bit here. Drake, uh, Drake calls a timeout, nothing going on. Uh, I'm sure this takes forever. There's a full media timeout or full timeout at this point. So Drake gets the ball, and it's not really a makeup call here, but they turn it over immediately. Um, so again, mind you, Darius is still in the game. Uh, and this is gonna become important in a second here. Uh Roman Penn, what do they call it? A travel? What do they call here? I think Tucker runs into Darius. Okay, yeah, they call a foul out. They yeah, they, Tucker pancakes Darius here. Yep. Roman looked like he went a little early. Must have saw something. And so now there's 3.1 seconds left in the game. Darius is fired up. The crowd is going crazy. And here comes Nick Edwards checking into the game. Now, Nick has been – Nick won the game at James Madison with a late play, right? The guy, he's fast. He can get, get – there's 3.1 left. you got to go the, the length of the floor, right? Uh, is it hard to put a guy in who's cold, who hasn't played in a while? I mean, I've always thought that, like – at a certain point, the coach is like, hey, these are my five that are going with it. Why make the change here? Um, Maybe he, like you said, maybe he, um, he, like you said, he hit a couple big shots uh, late in games, senior, um, been there, done that, experience. Um, and then ultimately it just comes down to trust. If Coach Lodic, um trusts Nick in that situation, um, he's going to give him the nod um and that's and that just all that's all preference that's all feel um kind of whatever whatever you're thinking there i want to remember here there's a lot of timeouts here a lot of uh so valpo valpo went to line up um you couldn't do the home run play here uh the famous uh valpo home run play that could not be run because garrett sturtz was all the way far back so Valpo lined up and then Drake immediately called timeout. It felt like we were here, uh, you know, in, in the middle of a Christopher Nolan movie, just taking forever here. Right. Uh, they do a foul reset here, letting us know that Cricky's got four fouls. Mm -hmm. right, so now, so Kobe is going to inbound it with 3.1 left. They got to go the length of the floor. I mean, it's so like, going to get a lot of looks when, here. When no one's, when no one's guarding Kobe here, I like throwing it back to Kobe. That's my preference. If no one's pressed up on the ball like that, you hit Nick and then you immediately Kobe passes it in, takes off like a bat out of hell down the uh, down the court. And I hit it back to him because, as you can see, everybody else, at least he can have maybe a walk in clean versus Romans just right on him, hounding him. And then it's just a double clutch. I mean, either way, it's a it's a prayer. But yeah. I, that's just my preference. If I see somebody on the ball, right, you do your little action or whatever. But if somebody's not on the ball, I like hitting it back to that inbounds guy. All right. So 3.1 left. They don't make it. Um, 
You know, it's Nick Edwards is the one who <laughs> takes the shot. He hasn't been in the game forever. But again, you're right. It's a prayer. That's what we're looking at. On right. a fast forward ahead now, there's 210 left in the first overtime. Valpo's up. Maximus Nelson came in and hit a big three-pointer uh, to, to start the scoring. He was on fire. Uh, Drake came down. I think, was it Wilkins who got a three? Somebody, what, Wilkins got a three, I think. Tricky scores. Now, again, Valpo's up two. And here's the, here's one of the bigger players. <laughs> who's still in the game uh is going to drive in he's going to drive in and get the ball to wilkins wilkins is going to drive goes at cricky cricky goes straight up and they call the fifth foul your thoughts on that whistle how do you, there. How do you describe that i don't know how do you describe that like what what does coach Ladic have to do you know <laughs> i i don't know i i saw it firsthand last year playing not playing and now i can say it um in comfort I, I don't know what I don't know how that's a foul especially Ben like I'd get it if it was maybe Connor Barrett or but Ben Ben should have the respect of these officials now in his senior year right he's a senior oh he's, yeah yeah I mean you guys, yeah I mean thousand point scorer um four-year starter gonna be I think he was second team last year he's gonna be first second team this year like I don't know I, I don't know how you I don't know how you make that call personally. So I, I'm with you on all that. I've always been a belief of, and this is because I, you know, Trevor, my athletic career ended in eighth grade due to incredible lack of talent. Oh. I've always was like, well, how come they get special calls and I don't, you know, um, if I got special calls, maybe I would be a star, which I wouldn't have been by the way. Right. Um, but I, I don't care if it is Connor or Maximus or Joe Vick. I don't think that was a foul. Yeah, I don't right. he was straight up, right? Like straight up doesn't doesn't come into him at all. At the only contact that was initiated was from Wilkins. Um yeah, I don't look at look at Coach Gore and Coach oh, they're they pissed. Don't even know. Look at this, do. look at this. Straight up. Yeah. Like, with his right arm goes out. That that's it's just it's wrong. It, it's this wrong. is the heartbreaking moment right here. They're yeah. gonna do, go to a shot of Cricky. And Cricky does not know that he had five fouls. Look at that. Oh, he's pissed. And he should be, right? He's like, I mean, he had two fouls with 30 seconds left to go in regulation. And now he's fouled out. Meanwhile, Roman Penn ran over Darius, and they didn't call that one. He See, just, I think, oh. I think Coach Lies just got to – he's got to get thrown out one of these games. He's just got to send a message. Somebody's got to send a message because it just keeps happening and happening, and it's like – Who's, who who gets held accountable for these for these calls? Do you need to see that as a player? I mean, do you want do, do you feel like a if a coach just goes gets teed up that uh, I mean, do you need to see that or you just think hey the league needs to realize what's going I think on? The, yeah, I think the league does. That's a I mean that's bigger than just one game. I I, I think that starts with the league because um, I saw it. Like I, I'm non biased. I I went to I went to Velpo for a muse to have some fun playing basketball and be competitive. And I, I was an outsider coming in and I saw it clear as day that you don't get the same calls that Drake, Northern Iowa, Loyola, those type of schools get. And it's, it's a shame because we all, we all work the same. We all work the same and we all work hard. So, you know, they split the free throws here. I, you know, there's, I think there's some stuff that happens in the last two minutes, but we're a little short. This, on time. this is what right there. That's, that's the, I don't like the whole, like, we got to get into our offense there. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like we gotta we gotta move it around. Like it's a one point game. Like we gotta we gotta get it into our offense here somehow. So now Drake takes the lead. I want to ask you about the psyche of this, Trevor. Valpo's led the entire game, never trailed in regulation. It was tied. It wasn't even tied until the final seconds. Now you're in overtime, and now suddenly the opposition has the lead. Does it? Does your psyche? Could do you? Do you think out there when this is going on, like, oh God, now we're trailing, or is that just not anything that comes into your mind? No, not really. Like, is when you're in a tight game like that, it's just until that final horn sounds. Um, you just got to be prepared for anything. Here's Edwards goes in, uh, gets blocked. Kobe pull up jumper. That's sweet. That put him in yeah. double digits. I think that, that put Kobe, he's been in double digits every game this season. And now you just got to play defense, right? It's tied 73, 73 with 35 seconds left. You know, DeVries is going to get it here. But Roman doesn't bring the ball up. DJ doesn't bring the ball up. Their best player brings the ball up here. All Valpo's got to do is get one stop. DeVries goes straight to the basket, spins around, good defense. Tries to get it to Sturts. Sturts turns it over, goes out of bounds. Now Valpo's got it. 19.1 left, shot clock off. Just go win the game, right? Let's go win it. That's good. Good good play by, by Kobe there. And good I mean, Maximus, too. I mean, both those guys did yeah. a really good job. Good yep. defense there. I think we're going to a timeout again. There's so many damn timeouts in this game. There's Todd and Jamie breaking it down. Oh, there he is. All right, here we go. Walking it up again. Which here you're probably going to get the last shot. So walking it up, running it up. All right, what do you want if you're a player in this situation? What do you what what were you thinking watching this in real time? Not this. Not this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I I, I like I like I like some action and then into our with with some pace. I don't like the whole stand up there, run a ball screen or like a slip screen and then just like it's just you're just banking on a prayer. I think what I think maybe with Ben going out, they they what they liked getting to at the end of regulation, maybe they couldn't get to because the personnel was different. Um but yeah, I, I think if they would have stuck with a couple of those plays down uh, down the stretch in regulation and just were smart and not running guys over and just making the the right read, um, I think one of those would have eventually fall. But I don't like a whole. I don't like a one on one unless unless somebody's got like thirty. If Kobe's got thirty, I like him at top of the key, one four flat, line up everybody on the baseline, let them go make a play, get to a mid range, and let's win the game. But unless that dude's cooking. I don't really like the whole one-on-one prayer step back, you know. You've got Kobe in the paint here with two guys on him. You've got Connor in the corner. You've got Maximus uh, shading to the left of Nick toward the top of the key and Quentin over on the right-hand side with Roman Penn on him. So Nick has basically got a one-on-one with Garrett Sturts, who, you know what, like Garrett Sturts kind of like the dude from White Men Can't Jump, right, Woody Harrelson. Like he looks like – like he's going to be the least athletic, least talented guy on every court he's on. And that guy kills for Drake, right? He's the school's all-time leading rebounder. Anybody who can play D1's athletic in their own way. Absolutely. So here's Nick. Nick's driving in. Nick kind of little pull up. Sturts gets a hand up there, goes off the front of the rim. And now we go to double overtime. Mind you, Valpo played overtime on that Wednesday and Drake had played double overtime. I'm sure these guys aren't thrilled about having to go there. When I just... 
does your body are you fighting your body or your mind more in this situation i think it's numb you're just job's not finished you're just thinking when both teams are thinking when on a fa- fast forward good little play by nick there just rims out just, yeah, and, and the thing is, is in the final three and a half minutes of regulation and in a lot of overtime and double overtime, so many of these going to the basket shots just didn't go in. Maximus hit a couple of three-pointers. He hit another one in double overtime. We're fast-forwarding here to the final minute. Valpo's up, or Valpo's down now, 84-82. Edwards just makes two big free throws. Uh, Valpo just needs, again, if you can get a stop, you've got a chance to uh, to tie the game here. Again, in this situation, just Drake's now going to run it all the way down here. They're under 10 in the shot clock. Penn drives in. Nothing there. Kobe, good defense. Penn drives in again. Again, look at this. Lack of rebounding for Valpo. Another offensive rebound for Drake. And now you got a foul, and no one's saying anything. And Edwards can't foul because he's got five. He's got four. And they finally get Penn with 10.7 left. Uh, Trevor wasted probably five seconds there, just not knowing who to foul. But again, Lack of rebounding. It hurt so many second chance points all night for Drake. Right. Got a smaller lineup in there without Ben. Um, you probably weren't going to put Joe or anybody in there because they were they were uh, sitting Brody down. Um, yeah, somebody's got a man up and get a board there. Um, it's inexcusable, but it, it's basketball. It happens. So now Penn is gonna is gonna gift give a gift to Valpo. He misses one of the free throws here. So now Valpo suddenly has got it. Uh, you need a three, but Drake okay. knows you need a three. They don't See, foul. In this timeout, they got they got to set up a play here. Yeah. So it, it should be noted that the timeout came after the first free throw that Roman Penn had made. So he had one more to go. So if you're if you're in that timeout as a coach, are you are you saying are you calling two plays? Are you saying, look, if he makes it, just get straight to the basket as fast as possible? Or are you just saying, hey, look, if he makes it, we're fucked. Pardon the language there, everyone. If uh, but um, if you're the first guy to swear, I am the first guy to swear on the pod. It wasn't me. (laughs) All right. So let's not start that, though. Um, If uh, you know what what's being called here, are there two plays that are being brought in here? Um, I don't think it's two plays. I think you, if they go up four, me personally, I'm just saying, Nick, sprint that thing down to the length of the court, try to get a quick two. Most teams, um, most teams try not to foul or, um, will just kind of give you it almost in a sense. Cause they don't want to be that guy that ends up fouling and one, and then whatever can happen, um, after that. But, um, yeah, if they if he if he makes it, I'm saying Nick, race it down, try to get a quick two as fast as you can. Um, and then I have a three play design for a three. Um I would have that almost incorporated too. Like I'd have maybe a flare screen um as Nick drives in that middle lane and then flare him to that backside, something like that, where you can get a open shooter if people collapse. Um, but yeah, you get, you got to have something called here. That's what that timeout was for. Um, everybody's got to be on the same page and that's what, that's where those timeouts, you get 30, 30 to a minute, uh, 30 seconds to a minute. 
it, it's tough. You have to really re uh, reiterate stuff. You really have to make sure and grab guys by their chest and say, hey, do you, does everybody understand what's going on and how we're going to play this last 10 seconds? So Penn's going to go to the line. If he makes this free throw, game's over, essentially, right? And uh, so now he's going to miss it. And now, all right, so you got the ball in the hands of Quentin Green, gets it to Edwards. Edwards has got it with 10 seconds left. He's bringing it up here. I'm trying to take Todd Eichau's job. And so now there's we're down to four seconds. What what have you seen here, right? Like he, he's standing around up there. I'm going to back it up. We'll watch it one more time here. Mm -hmm. um, like I, I, we're just waiting. The idea is that they're going to run, that, that Connor is going to screen and set for Max here to get an open look. Yeah. And it just never happens. So yeah, the, the, the pace probably had to be a little better. I think Connor or maybe Quentin took off a little early and set up the, the timing of that was a little uh, off. Um, but obviously, you know, they're going to switch with Connor. They're probably going to switch with Quentin. Um, it's a veteran team. You might, you might not get a good look, um, but it's just that execution piece. If you, if you need to set a screen, you've got to set a hard screen because then maybe your guy might help for a half second and then as Connor comes off to that next screen with um, Nick, right, if he, if he's running through it on a ghost screen or if he's actually setting it right, you have to do those little things um, because down the stretch just kind of walking by somebody or not setting a good hard screen, it, it, it's just not going to do anything. You got to get you got to get the defense on their heels, um, especially when you know you need a three. Yeah, so I've seen a lot of criticism online, uh, and it's you know some of it's warranted too. Of like you know, Valpo needs to get a better look, but it's not like Drake didn't know Valpo needed a three. You know, like that's what that's what they don't understand. That's what like that's what college basketball fans don't understand is that there's an equal there's an equal if not better coach on the other sideline as well. Yeah, right. It's not just it's not just one coach, and he should like right. He's got to outthink the other guy. He has to have just as good players and talent. And then, I mean, there's so many different variables that go into it. And um, I, I think it's just the, it's the cop out of, of the game. It's, oh, the late game execution was bad. Oh, the, the, the play calling down the stretch was bad. Like it, it just is what it is. Um Players make plays, players make shots. Um, I know Drake just knows how to win at the end of the day. Um, I think Velpo was Velpo was up eight or six. Pretty Velpo was up ten at one point in the ten, second. Yeah. And what did Drake do? They didn't pay like you didn't I, I, and that's the that's this is the part of like being in the in the stu or in the fan section now, is that I can see all that kind of take place and see the orchestration of like Valpo got up 10, Drake did not panic. There was not a – and that, I think that's just DJ Wilks, Wilkins, Brody, Tucker, Roman. Those guys expect to win when they step out on the floor. And when they get down 10, you can just see it. All right, it's go time. Like, they're not flinching. They're not looking like they just saw a ghost or anything, right? It's just, okay, now we just – we dug ourselves a hole. All right, now we have to dig ourselves out of it. And I think – I could be wrong, but I think they hit back to back. Like we got up to 10 and then they came down immediately three, three. 
and it was a four point game just like that. And that's where that winners win. I mean, that's like the truest statement in every walk of like walk of life. If it's basketball, if it's a sport, if it's business, right? Winners win. They know how to win. And um, Drake through these last four or five years, they just know how to win. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, a tough last play. I, yeah. you know, again, I, I said that I kind of hinted at this earlier, you know, like <laughs> the idea of Darius had been in the game for so long and then Nick came back in and Nick is the one and probably by coincidence ended up taking the final shot and all right. three possessions. Right. right. And, and again, Nick is Nick was the one who took over and led them to the win against James Madison. So like, I'm, I'm not being critical of Nick in any way, shape or form. It's just, uh, you know, I also, how many times was Maximus open? Um, how many times was Quentin open? And it just, it, you know, the plays just didn't come to fruition. This is two overtime losses in a row now where Valpo had the game essentially won. Uh, they had a game earlier this year, Murray State. They had that one won, and they lose that one in overtime. Northern Iowa, that you know, those four games, if they win those, all of a sudden now they're they're eight and five or eight and six in conference, and uh, it's it's just a different it's a different view of the season at this point. Yep. Um, can Valpo? get this thing going this year. Obviously there's a lot of really talented teams in the Valley, but uh, do you believe that there's an opportunity for Valpo here to get this thing? At least uh, no one wants to play them in the tournament kind of deal. Yeah. Um, this is the last question I can answer. I got yeah, I know you got to run. Yeah. I got a little basketball training uh, at five, so I got to run, but yeah. What's the, what's the campus saying? Ring the bell, right? Somebody's got to answer the bell, right? We need, we, somebody's got to answer the bell here. And if no one's going to answer the bell, no one's going to step up, then the season's going to keep going the way it is. But um, if two, three guys spark that and answer the bell here down the stretch, as you can see, there's not a team that they can't play with. I think that's been the common theme the last couple of years. There's nobody you're all, we're always right in games with the best teams. Um, and now we just got to do it. And that's, that's the beauty of, um, Missouri Valley Conference, Horizon League, right? You maybe aren't at your best the entire season, but call a spade a spade, right? It, it doesn't really matter. The only the only time it matters is March for the smaller conferences because you're probably only looking at one bid league. So yeah. every everything that Velpo wants, everything that any team in the Missouri Valley wants is still out in front of them. And you could be... You could be Evansville with with zero wins, or you could be Drake or um, who's out. Who else is at the top? There's so, a whole there's a whole bunch of them on the top. Yeah, they're all right. You could have the best season in a while, or you could have the worst season in a while, and it all comes down to four days in March. All right, Trevor. If you're a Wisconsin basketball player out there, look up Trevor. Look out training in Wisconsin because you'll become a better basketball player. Advertisement, PO. I love it. Hey, man. We hey, we're here for oh, it. We're here for it. All right, buddy. All right. Take care. Thank you. Yeah.